Hi, my name's Madalena Kay, and I'm the host of the podcast AI and You, produced by Europod in partnership with Podium Podcast, Agence France Press, and Cora Media. In AI and You, we deal with the history of AI and how it is having an impact on our lives. From social relationships to employment, from climate change to wars and security. Is AI changing our world for the better or the worse? Come and check it out for yourself. Subscribe to AI and You wherever you listen to podcasts. Europod. 2035 is a date where combustion engine will be no longer sold in uh, Europe, but all the combustion engine which will have been sold until 2035 will be allowed to be on the roads for 10 years, 15 years, depending on the lifetime of vehicles. So if there is no Euro 7 with stringent rules, basically from now onward, they will keep polluting the air that citizens breath. Cars, trucks and buses carry people and the commodities we consume every day. But as the effects of climate change, as well as health-related concerns regarding pollution, become more prominent, it's easy to understand how these vehicles must be at the center of the European Union strategy to shift towards a net-zero society. Over the years, the European Union has adopted progressively more stringent regulations on car emissions, starting as far as in 1992 with the Euro 1 standard. The latest and currently enforced standard is called Euro 6 and it was enacted in 2014. As we speak, the European Union is in the process of approving yet another standard, namely Euro 7. However, establishing this new standard is proving to be more difficult than in the past. More specifically, an investigation by Stefano Valentino, published by the pan-European online media Vox Europe, shows how car manufacturers have lobbied European institutions to approve a Euro 7 standard that meets the industry's interests rather than the health of European citizens. This is Europe Talks Back, a podcast that uncovers impactful stories from across the continent. My name is Gail Rago, in for Julie Simond. In today's episode, Inside Vox Europe's investigation on how the European car industry has lobbied EU institutions to weaken Euro 7, the next European emission standard. This and the next episode of Europe Talks Back will be about an investigation conducted by Vox Europe. You'll hear from Stefano Valentino, who is the lead journalist behind the investigation, in a moment. But to better understand the investigation published by Vox Europe and why it matters, we need a bit of context as to what actually European emission standards, such as Euro 6 or Euro 7, are. Let's start from another acronym, ICE. ICE stands for Internal Combustion Engines. ICEs are the most common form of car, truck and bus engines, that is, those running on gas or diesel. So European emission standards are regulations that ensure that dangerous pollutants emitted by ICEs 
do not exceed specific limits, both for environmental and health-related reasons. One specific pollutant measured by European emission tests is nitrogen oxide, NOx for short. NOx alone is the cause of around 49,000 premature deaths per year in the EU. Furthermore, NOx indirectly contributes to the formation of particulate matter. Particulate matter, or PM, is also responsible for more than 238,000 preventable annual deaths. Now, according to Vox Europe's investigation, the car industry has been influencing European institutions to make the new Euro 7 standards less stringent in terms of emissions. Most recently, this has taken the form of a vote by the European Parliament on the 9th of November 2023. On 9th of November, the European Parliament voted on the proposal by the Commission which was intended to reduce cars' pollution through imposing more stringent emission limits, so the limits for toxic gases released from uh, tailpipes of cars, and also more stringent tests through which the national authorities approve the new vehicle models. There is one word Stefano uses which is particularly important. Intended. Valentino said the European Parliament voted on a proposal by the Commission which was intended to reduce cars' pollution. As a matter of fact, the text on the Euro 7 standard which was adopted by the European Parliament on November 9, 2023, is one that can be considered nothing short of a watered-down proposal compared to the original proposal presented by the European Commission. This is not to say that the European Parliament is bad and the European Commission is good. In fact, it appears that even the original European Commission proposal itself was watered down, if compared to the inputs the Commission received from its own consultants years ago. Now, to understand how this, how to describe it, snowball of watering down happened, we need to travel back in time. We need to travel back at least to 2015. We need to travel back to Dieselgate. Unlike the banking scandals of recent years, this one isn't measured in money. Nitrogen dioxide causes asthma, it causes strokes, it causes birth abnormalities. It causes people to die earlier than they should do. And Volkswagen took a decision to fit technology and software to their vehicle, knowing that their cars will produce much more pollution on the road than they were allowed to. In 2015, news broke that car manufacturers were doctoring the results of their vehicle emission tests. They installed softwares that reduced the contaminants produced by their cars when tested in labs. These softwares would then shut down when the car was driven on actual roads, resulting in pollutants emissions far above the legal limits. Car manufacturers were keeping below the limit the emissions just to make sure that their cars pass the test. But as soon as the cars were in the market, they were being driven in our cities, they would release emissions above the level. This was a real scam. There were some lawsuits launched by consumers which tried to get indemnization from car manufacturers for frauds. But actually, there's never been any major law case 
where lawyers or um, any other entity should can manufacturers for contributing to degradate the health of people, which is much more important than fraud. Actually, the emissions were exceeding limits not only because they were faked, but also because the very tests were, and we'll see that they still are today, run in a peculiar way. That is to say, emission tests did not take into account real-life situations, such as short trips, which are the most common in cities, or driving in cold environments. Also, they didn't take into account the vehicle's lifetime. Inevitably, these factors lead to an increase of emissions, further degrading the quality of air in our cities. Anyway, the Dieselgate scandal sent shockwaves around the world. As a result of this scandal widespread across the global media, not only Europe, the European Parliament created a special investigation committee dedicated to basically shed light on this car manufacturer scam. Eventually, in 2017, after two years of auditing of car makers and governments, the investigative committee appointed by the European Parliament suggested the creation of a new emission standard, Euro 7. A few months later, in 2018, the European Commission launched the Advisory Group on Vehicle Emission Standards Initiative, or AGVES. AGVES is a forum of exchange between the European institutions and the different stakeholders of the sector. So, AGVES included industry and NGO representatives and CLOVE, a consortium of European academic, research and business experts in the field of emissions. More precisely, CLOVE stands for Consortium for Ultra-Low Vehicle Emissions. One of the key stakeholders, obviously, is and was the car industry, represented by ASEA, the European Automobile Manufacturers Association. So there were some discussions at a very early stage between the Commission, the NGOs, car makers, the consultants in 2018, 19 and 20. The industry was trying to convince the Commission that uh, Euro 7 was not uh, necessary, that uh, Euro 6 uh, was enough, basically, to meet their quality standards. A brief parenthesis at this point. It was found out that also Euro 6 cars, which have been approved with the more stringent requirements that uh, the EU adopted in the wake of uh, Dieselgate from 2017 until 2019-20, they still emit above the limits, meaning that even the new rules are still not enough to keep the emissions to a level which are sufficiently low for member states and particularly the cities where most of the pollution is released to comply with the air quality standards. So, back to our story. During 2018 and 2019, within the Advisory Group on Vehicle Emission Standards, or AGVES, stakeholders debated with the European Commission what limits Euro 7 should imply. Now, all this leads to October 2020, when, after having gone through public consultations, the Clove consultants present a new set of findings. So, in October 2020, the consultants of Clove presented recommendations suggesting to reduce the emission limits in a very ambitious way to 10 up to 20 micrograms per kilometer. That actually would be three times less 
the Euro 6 petrol limits and four times less the Euro 6 diesel emission limits. According to Zissis Samaras, at the time Clove's coordinator, several large car makers already produced vehicles which were emitting much less than the Euro 6 limits, meaning that emissions reduction below the Euro 6 were technically and economically possible. However, as close recommendations came to light, ASEA, the Association of European Automobile Manufacturers, did not sit by and watch. And on the 20th of November 2020, it sent a complaint letter to no one less than the then European Commission Vice President, Franz Timmermans saying that the proposal by the consultants would uh, basically bring to an end the combustion engine before actually the deadline, which is 2035, which was set by the European Union for the transition between combustion engine to zero emission vehicles. In fact, according to the EU 2035 decision, from 2035 onwards, all new cars and vans registered in the EU are set to be zero emission. However, crucially, previously registered vehicles with combustion engines can remain in operation. ASEA's letter was followed a week later by another one, this time written by Hildegard Müller, president of the German Association of the Automotive Industry, and addressed to Kirsten Jorna, director general for internal market policies at the commission DG Grow. Clove too felt the automotive industry's pressure. As a side note, Clove itself is a consultancy organization that is often hired by car makers to carry out emissions performance tests. All in all, the reaction by ASEA pretty much politicized the public debate. They triggered a media storm, which basically resulted in member states to tell the commission you cannot go so much against the industry interest. So as a result, in April 2021, so a few months after presenting its recommendation, the consultant's group weakened its own recommendation, proposing less stringent limits. Again, according to Stefano, Clove itself, based on the media storm triggered by ASEA, modified its proposed contaminant limits from 10 to 20 micrograms nitric oxide per kilometer. They raised them to 20 to 30 micrograms per kilometer. Let's recap. In 2015, Dieselgate made the headlines. In 2017, two years later, the investigative committee appointed by the European Parliament suggested the creation of a new emission standard, Euro 7. Between 2018 and 2020, the advisory group on vehicle emission standards set up by the European Commission, debated on the recommendations by Clove. In 2020, Clove issued its initial recommendations, which were followed late 2020 by a media storm, with letters sent from the automotive industry to the highest levels of the European Commission. This led Clove to release in the same year 2021 again its final and less ambitious recommendations. Now, the point is that based upon the 2021 recommendations by Clove, 
the European Commission was then supposed to come up with a formal proposal on Euro 7. And according to Vox Europe's investigation, it is at this time that the lobbying efforts of ASEA really kicked in. We've reached the end of this week's episode of Europe Talks Back, a podcast that uncovers impactful stories from across the continent. This is the first part of a two-episode series dedicated to an investigation run by Vox Europe and published by a network of European media such as The Guardian, Il Fatto Quotidiano, Liberation, Der Spiegel and others. Stay tuned for episode two, coming up on Wednesday, December 13th. Europe Talks Back podcast is part of the Sfera Network project and is available on Europod, a network of podcasts exploring European cultures, politics and societies. The script of this podcast was written by Daniel Ruzza and edited by Alexander Damiano Ricci. Special thanks to Stefano Valentino, Sound design, editing, and mixing is by Jeremy Bouquet. The narration is by me, Gail Rago. Our producer and executive producer is Alexander Damiano Ricci. <laughs>